2: Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by
1: DoorDash. Welcome to real life, everyone.
2: (laughs) What is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. Are you guys all drunk?
0: Welcome in. It's episode 368 of The Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. This podcast is brought to you by the HGA Group. The usual cast of characters is not quite here, but it is myself, Bag Milk, and Chris Chalmers. Hello! (laughs) Um, welcome back. Yeah, missed you, good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, it feels good to have you back on the pod. I heard that in order to make up for the fact that you've missed so many podcast appearances that uh, Cowboy Chris needs to be ready and at our disposal all playoff run. That's
2: oh, the rumor. He'll be, yeah, he'll be there. He'll be there. I made a I made a deal behind closed doors with J.R. Um, I felt really bad that I've been so unable to make it lately. So yes, we will get Cal. Hopefully he has a better showing than he did last year because mm, we didn't do so good when he was around last year.
1: well, that just remind That was like Oilers Nation Radio Chalmers last year during the playoffs. We're like, we're gonna do two episodes a week during the entirety of the playoffs. We did one bonus episode, and that was it. So nobody that's did all, last
0: year. That's
2: all you had time for. You know, it was a quick. It was a quick run last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, unfortunate. Hopefully, this year's better.
2: Yeah, how are we feeling right now? I mean, I mean, I mean, uh,
0: you got to be happy right now, Kev, aren't we? Well, I mean, the situation is good. You're four up on the LA Kings with a game in hand. So you could very well be six up if you take care of business in the game in hand. You're six up on the Vegas Golden Knights. It's looking okay. The thing that concerns me, and this was a big segment today on the Daily Faceoff show, I'm actually concerned Vegas is going to get in over LA and I would rather play the LA Kings than the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas scares me if they're healthy.
2: You know? Yeah, it's, it's it, yes, I agree with you. And it is looking like, it could be a Vegas Edmonton round one. I've already had a friend this morning, basically message just that saying, book it, it's going to happen. And so it's
1: also annoying because Vegas could just like have two of their best players. Is it still to Tyler come back off the LTIR right when the playoffs start?
0: Well, yeah, like they got Leonard back and they got Martinez back, but they still have Mark Stone sitting on long-term injured reserve. And they still have Riley Smith on LTIR. Like, yeah, they're going to get both those guys back and it's going to feel incredibly unfair for the Oilers. Um, I mean, I still think they could beat Vegas. I don't think Vegas is a perfect team and they've been wildly inconsistent. But I just look at that and I'd go, eh, I'd rather play the LA Kings. The, the, the nice part for Edmonton is LA has a much better schedule than the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas has eight games left this season. Seven of them are against non-playoff teams. Vegas has nine games left this year. Only four of them are against non-playoff teams. So LA has a much easier schedule than even compared to Edmonton. They have a much easier schedule. So it's a, you know, it, I, I still think second in the division is, like a, is going to be theirs. I just hope it's against LA in round one.
1: I at. A, I'm still at a point though. I got to say, I don't care. Just get into the dance and you never see, you never know what happens because once you get to the post season, whatever happened in the regular season, don't matter.
0: do yep. don't mean, shit. That's fair.
1: We saw last year against Winnipeg. Oh, absolutely dominated Winnipeg in the regular season. When the playoffs came around, as far as I know, the playoffs didn't actually start last year. So mm-hmm. all I'm saying is just get in, got to get in.
2: Yeah. So when it comes down to it, is it, is it, um, like, okay the playoffs in the conference like how how does it work again eight one like no how does the it? Recede? i never remember i swear to god i never remember this
0: so you stay in your division for the first two rounds really or in a way right so like right now Minnesota and St. Louis are second and third in the central. So they play each other. Edmonton and LA are second and third in the Pacific. So they play each other where it gets confusing is the number one seeds because the number one seeds will play the wild card teams. So Colorado is the highest ranked one seed between them and Calgary. They would get number two in the wild card race, which is Dallas and Calgary would get Nashville. Let's say that Vegas were to overtake Dallas and be in that second wildcard spot. A lot of people would think, oh, well, then Calgary just plays Vegas, like one versus four in the division, but that would not be the case. Calgary would still get Nashville, and Vegas would actually cross over to go play the Colorado Avalanche in that scenario. I'm confused. Very confusing. It's <laughs> yeah, it is confusing.
2: And but, there's okay, no and-
0: reseeding after round one either. So let's say Edmonton were to win and Nashville were to beat Calgary, Edmonton would play Nashville in round two, even if a team like Vegas advanced.
2: And so right now, Vegas has 78 points and Dallas only has 77.
0: Uh, No, Vegas has 84. Dallas has 86.
2: Why is this
0: not refreshing to the right day? (laughs) Annoying. Um, But yeah, Vegas is two back of Dallas. Dallas has a game in hand on them, though. Vegas is two back of L.A. Vegas has the game in hand on L.A. And Uh, Vegas owns the tiebreakers over L.A. as well. Edmonton owns the tiebreakers over both Vegas and LA, which is important. And I uh, think we get great. to You think we get to hundred points? Uh, 14 points in, or sorry, 10 points in your last nine games. Yeah. I think they will. I think they'll go ten like points, five and four ten
2: points. Yeah. Nine games. That's uh, well, very doable. The,
1: if they play the way they did against Colorado on Saturday, they will. I mean, I know it was a two, one loss in in the shootout, yeah. but fuck, they just played well you know, sometimes you got to give some love to Darcy Kemper for standing on his head. No.
0: Yeah. Um, that I thought the Oilers played, they, they kept up with Colorado and that's the second time. Now they've brought the Avs to OT and, or, OT the or against up. Tampa. So they're stepping yeah. up. I, I, they, they do have a tendency to play up to their opponents. That was a fun game on Saturday.
2: Yeah. It was kind of a moment where I kind of, I said this, you know, this goes to one of two ways, right? We get kind of beat down and, you know, the playoff picture kind of, you know, you you're still happy that you made the playoffs, let's say, but you're kind of a little skeptical about how they're going to do, or they really take it to Colorado and we either win or like, you know, we have a game like we did Saturday and you think, okay, we have some real, like there's some real um, possibilities here for the playoffs. And so to see them do that against the abs, I was very, very happy, but I really want them to close these nine games out. I mean, the wild, the predator, like the predators, then the golden Knights, you know, Dallas, Avalanche, Blue Jackets, Penguins, Sharks, Canucks. Seven of those games are playoff games. Seven of those games are legit high-intensity playoff games. And if they look like they did against Colorado for all seven of those, we got us. We got us a real possibility, boys.
1: At least they're playing bad, their best hockey at the the right time of year, you know. Because like you could be a team like LA that's seemingly going the other way. They got absolutely dummied by the Wild the other day.
0: Yeah, Yeah, fuck that was rough. Um, Just because this is on brand. Reports out of Vegas, Mark Stone could play tomorrow in Vancouver, um, which would be very complicated for their salary cap situation. But he's clearly close. Clearly, would play if they made the playoffs. Um, So, like, what?
1: How? How? How do they make this work if he's going to play tomorrow? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. They getting rid of? How do you clear nine million dollars worth of players by tomorrow?
0: I honestly have no idea. Like they would probably be sending down a handful of players maybe they have another injury that they're not telling us about that would a guy would go back on ltir for a little bit i straight up do not know how they would make it work no clue couldn't tell you um they are the three players who didn't travel with them but none of them make very much money so i i honestly don't know how they make it work um you'll like this though, bag milk, the crowd on Saturday at uh, the Oilers game was bananas. Um, like it was loud. It was pretty drunk. At one point I'm walking on the concourse and this guy comes right up to me, like finger out. And he goes, you're fucking bag milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nah, man nailed it. Nailed uh, it. I was like, it's I'm not bag milk. Like, sorry. And he goes, nah, you are, I know you. I go, okay. Well, Sure. Well, let's let's
1: say you are. Let's let's build a little bit of illusion here. Let's let the mystery go in a couple of different ways. Yeah, we do three podcasts together a week, but mm-hmm. you could be disguising your voice in some kind of ventriloquist situation.
0: To be fair, yeah, I mean, no one would know if I'm actually just doing both of the voices and I'm actually begging milk.
2: Well, yeah. people know who you are
0: because I'm not going to
2: lie to you. I've got I got way too many screenshots of the one second that you were on TV the other day. Uh, so I think that people was know who you are. It was,
1: it was very like entertaining. Tyler, like that was what third period probably. Late, Tyler yeah. shows. Tyler shows up on the TV for like two seconds, and instantly the nation's messages, my messages, they're all like Tyler's on TV, Tyler's on TV, and then just the screenshots <laughs> of you cheering and having a good time are everywhere.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty funny to watch how my phone blew up, and then I also when I was on the concourse in the second intermission they do like these little cheer videos before every period. So the guy with the camera like came up to me and my group of friends and he was like, Hey, you're M Chuck. Like I want to video you guys for the jumbotron. So there's also a video of me and like my nation gear from the jumbotron, like pointing at my hat, yelling, cover the puck line on, on the big screen. But well, we did not cover the puck line. No, the Oilers did not cover the puck line. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty funny to see the way my phone kind of blew up and all of that stuff. Um,
1: How does it make you feel about being more and more famous here in Edmonton?
0: I had probably like... There were probably like three <laughs> or four people that just like walked up to me on the concourse and would just be like, Hey, you're M. Chuck. Like, fuck, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, Oh, hello. I always feel awkward. I never like know if I should start a conversation or if I should just be like... See, ya. Well, that's what I was going to well, ask about. You,
1: you're living my literal fucking nightmare.
0: The good, yeah. the, the
2: good thing about it is is you could have the one second on TV that JR did where it didn't look good. He was in a flames, like cheering, the for, flames a goal. Building, cheering for the flames goal. Uh, but your one minute was actually, I would have to say, if you could script it, if you were going to know you were on TV, the perfect thing. One hand in the air, one hand on a beer, looking happy as all hell with your nation gear on. I mean, you can't, you couldn't have asked for a better one second.
1: What was the BPP there? Cause I saw a, uh, it
0: was a two thirds full.
2: Beer. Yeah, it was pretty full.
0: Uh, so obviously Saturday night, um, myself, my girlfriend, my sister and my brother-in-law all had tickets. So like, you know, we went for a little, my sister made dinner before. So like went to their house, few drinks, Went to the Ford Hall hockey thing, walked under the derrick. had a couple more. So what more. do we got there? We got $5
1: beers out there before the game or what?
0: $6 cans of Coors, but all other beers are 12. And I just thought it was straight up $6 beers still. So I went and I bought everyone a round of beers. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like a nice reasonable round to buy everyone. Then I looked, I'm like, oh no, it was not. I didn't get a single can of Coors. I just got draft beers and it was expensive. Just same prices nice. in the rink. Um, but yeah, so we sucked back a few before the game. So I was probably like, I was probably five or six deep before puck drop. And then one, a period <laughs> one, it would be like one and a half period. Cause I was doing one in the period, one in the intermission, one in the period, one in the intermission. So when I was on TV, I was like pretty buckled and you could tell Amber's buckled too, because she usually doesn't like stand up a lot of games and she's right <laughs> next to me in that one second, like standing up yelling too. And I thought that was funny.
1: Uh, you were you were feeling festive on the Bcast post game and the car ride home.
0: I like I said I was rather intoxicated and I hope it didn't come through too drunk. I think I held it together, right?
1: Yeah, you did fine. I see. I wouldn't have known. I would have given you maybe like a five out of ten, which is that's casual.
0: Yeah, no, I was definitely like lit up. And then Amber and I got back home. We like didn't do anything after the game, like out, like we didn't go out, but we were addicted to this Mario golf game for our Nintendo switch. We've spent, we played like 30 hours of it in the last two months. Um, and so we sat at home and drank to like two in the morning and played super Mario on the switch. Um, so that was my Saturday night. It was a wild one for sure. Um, Sometimes you got to. How were people on the B cast uh, like after my hit? like fan base reacting well to that loss or was there frustration?
1: Nobody was, nobody was mad. Really? Honestly, nobody was mad. It was just kind of those way she goes kind of games, you know, the Mm -hmm. Oilers played really well. They had all the chances they need probably deserved a better outcome, but ultimately again, you got to tip your cap to a goaltender sometimes Kemper like Koskinen, both goalies played really, really, really well. And it took until the shootout, to get the job done. And once it gets there, it's kind of a crapshoot, right? So I think that everybody was pretty casual and calm about it. In fact, people were getting more annoyed by me talking about how I was watching F1 during the B cast than they were about anything that's oil- <laughs> oil-
0: related. That's pretty funny. Uh, hey,
1: I'm a big F1 guy now.
2: That buddy, I <laughs> it's so funny. I had a little I had a gathering on Friday night, and uh, what do you think we turned on super super late night? The F1 qualifying, everybody's yeah, yeah, so into yeah. it now. And then, yeah, it was all my messages were like, What a night in sports! Usually, it's like, Hey, we got a Leafs game and then Oilers game and you know, a UFC fight, but it was like, Oilers game, F1 race can't be better than this. <laughs> It was. When has anybody ever cared about this? It goes to show you the power of storytelling, man, the power of storytelling. Everybody cares about F1 now. And <laughs> I met some people who I'm like, I want to always preference it with like, I'd never cared about F1 before this. So I'm not like a hard O year, but I do care now because of how well that, that thing did this, like at telling the stories of the drivers and just like making me interested. And I have way too many people that say to me, Oh, I was a pretty big fan like eight years ago. So like, yeah, oh, no, like, you weren't. No,
1: you weren't. I've been a big fan since literally last weekend. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Jay has been telling me to watch that show for a month now. So I'm like, finally, I'll watch it. I crushed two seasons in a week, more or less. And then I watched the race on Saturday night. And it was funny because I'm still not done Chalmers. I'm only, I'm just starting season three. So when I was watching the race on Saturday night, I'm like, whoa, he drives for that. How many yeah, people are, exactly. so now i got to catch up with how everybody's moving Dude. around a whole bunch of times.
2: So that's what, that was the, I thought we talked about it on this podcast, but like, I couldn't watch a, a, a live qualify. I couldn't even look at like the standings or anything that had happened in the last two years, because then I would know what stories were going to happen, where the drivers were going, you know, who yeah. was getting promoted to this car and who was taking it. And, I didn't want to ruin it. Um, but so we had that you...
1: discussion on Friday. So we went for beers after work on Friday. It was Jay, uh, myself, Tyler, he bounced early. And then Liam, who's also a big F1 guy. And they were just like, are you going to watch the race on Saturday night? Or are you going to wait for forever to finish the series and catch up before you jump in? And then I was just like... It's a perfect time for a race. The Oilers game ends. I'm going to finish doing my thing. And then the game, the the race is going to start. So I'm just going to jump in and then I'm going to follow the other two scenes I've missed to see how we've gotten to the point where we're at. And there's a lot of movement from the end of season one to the race or season two, I should say to the race I watched on Saturday night. So I'm looking forward to seeing how
2: everybody got to where they are now. No, it's, it's true. And what it makes you realize though, too, is uh, you think like a car is a car, right? And really, the drivers shouldn't matter. They're all kind of high, like high, uh, high level athletes in that sport. But when you can see a driver go from one of the race teams, which has like the bottom of the barrel race cars, and then goes to a top tier race team, how that person all of a sudden becomes like a contender for the world champion. And it, it's it's crazy to think that when you look at the the lap times we're talking about like tenths of a second here between yep. laps. And like one second in that is the difference between you being Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, and the king of the the king of the sport, or being like Williams Paws and Williams, who are yep. just the laughing stock. One second. The cars are not that different, right? Like it, it's it's insane how small. the the spaces between the top and the bottom.
1: Tyler, that's why I was just like, I said this to Tyler on Friday. I'm just, for a guy that loves sports as much as he does, I'm surprised you haven't jumped in on this series yet because it is so well done.
0: I'm just worried that I don't have time to fall in love with another sport, if I'm being totally honest with you. like Baseball takes up 20 hours a week of my life hockey takes up an absurd amount of hours of my week. Like when football gets like when all that, like I just, I honestly feel like if I get too into it, it will be bad for me. Cause I just, I don't know if I can handle another sport. But
1: I think you need a sport where you can just casually enjoy it
0: and i do like yeah and that's a, that's a good point i think that's part of the reason why i love like football as much as i do is because like i don't have any football work to do i just sit and i just love my buffalo bills and i don't even like fully understand the sport as much as like a lifer would or anything like that so maybe that is why something like f1 would be good for me where i can just like sit down and actually enjoy it and not have to like break yeah it you down. don't have
2: to become a hard about it like yeah, i no, grappled no, no, with no. i grappled with like You know, if I really like this series and then I start watching F1 races, am I going to come across as the guy who likes soccer because I'm sophisticated and I like something that people don't? And the fact (laughs) is, is I kind of put it into perspective with like, you don't know what you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Like, I never, ever thought to watch F1 racing when they used to have the races here in Edmonton. We used to go to it all the time. I thought it was a fantastic way to spend a weekend and I loved it, but it never got me into F1. And it wasn't until I was told the stories that it's like. I dare you to try to watch Drive to Survive and not, in some small way, become somebody who follows F exactly one. You know? That's exactly it, what happened to you. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah, it's it's impossible. It's impossible I, because the stories are so well told. And I swear to God, if they had a a, a high alive <laughs> documentary, I'd probably become a fan of high alive or like rugby. You know, it's you just don't know what you don't know. And so that's, if anybody says, oh, you just like it because the show, I'll go, yeah, I do because they sold me. And that's exactly why I
1: like it. I like it because of the show. Two weeks ago, I couldn't have given two... I would have never imagined watching an F1 race in its entirety until I watched the first two seasons of this show because the way they put the drama together, the the, the team principles are hilarious. The beef between the drivers is funny. the, The team versus team thing is funny. I had no idea that money mattered so much in that sport where it's like the bougie teams like the Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, they are just so far ahead of everybody else that the rest of the pack is almost what's more interesting. And then in a span of two weeks, Tyler, I go from not knowing a lick to winning my first F1 bet on Saturday. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden I have a good time.
0: I love that. Yeah, it, 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 that
1: show does not work if the team
2: principals aren't larger than life characters. Like yeah. that total wolf is absolutely one of my favorite people I've ever seen in my life. Like he is the team principal for uh, Mercedes and the way that him and the team principal, Christian Horner from Red Bull, just act towards each other, you know, and then you've, and they're so typical. The Ferrari guy's name is like, you know, pizza spaghetti. I don't even know what his name is. Antonio Ferrari, but this guy is your (laughs) such stereotypical Italian guy. Of course, the Mercedes guy completely stereotypical, like German guy. And then of course, Red Bull's like out of England, McLaren, McLaren's guy. He's kind of like, seems like he's kind of an American guy, but he's still like a great, great character. I don't know. They, they did an amazing job and what golf is about to have this one. And if golf can do half, you know, of yeah. what the F1 just did, the PGA is about to get itself quite the spike.
1: And that's what I mean. Like, I, that's why I think Tyler, I'm sort of really yeah. surprised you haven't watched it yet. Cause I think you'll love it.
0: Yeah. And I should get into it. I am very excited for the PGA one though. Like I'm a big golf guy. See, already, I don't so care about golf the- either,
1: but I guarantee if they do a good job on this golf one, that I will be right in there. Because it's the stories, it's the players, it's the personalities that sell the shit, and they did a really good job in the F1 show. So if the, again, if the golf ones in, I'm going to be losing weekends of my life watching golf.
2: Well, speaking of golf, then did you did anybody lose weekend this weekend of their life by watching uh, Masters 24 seven and on Thursday and Friday?
0: I didn't stop watching it all. Like I, I saw. It. I love the masters app, right? Cause you can set the, my group thing and you can favorite yeah. all the guys you want to watch. So I had the group of nine guys that I bet on to start the tournament. And then probably two or three others that I knew I had in DraftKings lineups. And I set them on my, my group. I wouldn't have missed a shot of any of the golfers that I did. I either went back and rewatched them all or I watched them all as they showed up on, on the app. I, I love the masters and I was dialed into it this weekend. Yeah,
2: I was too, you know, uh, TSN did a great job because they you know there wasn't just one feed it wasn't just live from the masters you know on day 1 it was TSN1 had feature groups TSN2 was just from 15 and 16 TSN3 was a live look around at everybody you know they they spread out their coverage and i i uh, you know i had to it was appointment viewing being there for Tiger Woods's first tee shot. I yep. uh, just had to be, I had to be live. I had to be watching it. I wasn't able to watch it all live. I did record it, but then watch it later. Um, but it was, it was like, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird, but it was a weirdly emotional thing to watch him just kind of like tee off and be back. And just to know that, you know, and just the, the, I guess the anticipation of what you were going to get from yeah. him and then just knowing that I was hoping for it to go really well for him to watch him. You know, he, he played great for how he was going to play, you know, like for, 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 for the condition that he was most likely in. And there was up time, like there was, you know, there was times where he grabbed his back after a first shot on like the fourth hole and you're going, God, no, please don't tell me like, he's going to pull out of the tournament or something just because he's just not ready right and so it was it was weirdly emotional to see him do really well and then you know you get you get friday tiger and he you know he makes a cut he he doesn't he doesn't he's not outstanding but then you get saturday and you're just glad he's there and Mm -hmm. now you don't really and it's funny the the perception of him is all he's shit in the bed and the fact is is he was tied with like guys who were ranked in the top 10 guys who were ranked in the top 20, there were guys in the top 20 that
0: didn't make the cut. And they, those guys have played professional golf in the last 14 months. (laughs) Exactly. And so it's
2: just like, it's just what, what people expect the expectation from him. Right. I thought that there was, that was a little bit unfair for him. You know, I, I, you know, regardless of how he finished, I just knew that I was going to be super pumped to have him back and hopefully he finished it healthy and he could, you know, pick and choose the eight to 10 tournaments he wants to play in this year and hopefully all of the majors. And uh, I think we got that, but yeah, I, I just, I was, I was really, I look looking on Twitter and you're just seeing like, Oh, he's, he's not performing. He's just a shell up and of course he is. Of course he is. Like you're not, this is not news and he's beating, you know, really like guys who are fucking legit practicing mm-hmm. and young and playing every weekend. So I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, it was nice to see. I, I, you know.
1: So this was, so that's what I was wondering, actually, as you were talking, this was the first tournament he's played since his accident.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, like at a course where, you know, it's funny because his win at the masters, the last win at the masters was like a comeback story for the ages. I don't know. (laughs) To be in a position where you could have like another comeback story for the ages, just like, a mere three years later, it's incredible, and it's you know no better place to have it than at the Masters. But oh you know, yeah, it was it's was fantastic. What's up, your am Chuck?
0: I, I have a mini rant about about Goals. Tiger. Okay. Yes, so I love, rant. I love Tiger. I think the people who shit on him do not even come close to understanding his significance to the sport and making the sport as popular as it is today. I think the people who just constantly go on Twitter and are like, shut up about Tiger, blah, blah, blah. You hate fun, like just enough of that. But my one beef with one thing that happened this weekend, he was clearly out of it going into Saturday. And when I watched TSN for an hour when I woke up, they kept flashing up countdown to tiger's tee off. And like, they would have this graphic come up and all this shit. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But I went an hour watching and they didn't mention on TSN, the Canadian feed. They didn't mention Corey Connors once. And I have a big problem with that from a TSN perspective, from a Canadian golf fan perspective, if you're not, Oh yeah. What's the question? Uh, who's Corey Connors? He's the, he's (laughs) a Canadian the best Canadian on tour. He's come top 10 in back-to-back Masters, I believe, and he was right in the hunt on Saturday again. And he, and
2: he's he- been playing really well lately. There Ooh. was a lot of there was a lot of talk that he was coming into this Masters probably playing the best golf of his career yep. and uh, that he would be in contention and he was.
0: And it just drove me nuts. Again, TSN does such a good job covering the masters with all their different angles. But when I watched for an hour and I had to keep seeing the countdown to tiger's tee off 45 minutes or whatever it was. And then I didn't get to hear about Corey Connors once. I didn't get to see Corey Connors out on the practice range very much. I just, it drove me a little nuts being like, I get it. Let's give tiger all the love you want, but why are we not trying to promote our boy? Like Corey Connors played so well. He, he was really fun to watch, and I get that maybe didn't go the way he wanted at the end, but he finished tied for sixth at Augusta. It's unreal. Um, cool. Anyways, that's my rant. And he, I don't like the people who constantly just like, oh, too much attention for Tiger, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, like there's a reason that the networks do it. I just would like to see a little bit more love for Corey Connors. Um,
1: do so- they have like a, uh, do they have like an NFL red zone type thing for the
0: Masters? That's what kind of the my group thing is when you watch on the Ah. app was just like, you can just skip through and watch every shot. They show you every great shot, every shot from the leaders and then the shots from your favorites. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Um, interesting
1: how just watching TV has changed so much in the sense that and they're like, no, no, I want to watch my own guys, not the fucking guys you put on TV anymore.
0: So I have one other masters thing that I want to talk about. Um, so my girlfriend loves golf, watches it every weekend. I'll come home sometimes. I always say, and she's watching the corn fairy tour just because she likes watching the shots and all that. So it was her birthday a couple of weeks ago. I got her other things for her birthday, but I also loaded up her DraftKings account. And I was like, Hey, here's a little bit of money for you to play, uh, play some golf masters this weekend. And like, it's on me kind of thing. So she entered, she doesn't like betting big or anything. So she had $18 in contests. She did $3 lineups and she did six, six of them. She ended up having a lineup that was Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morikawa, Tommy Fleetwood, Corey Connors, Lee Westwood and Sepp Straka. It won her that $3 lineup won her a thousand dollars. U S get out. Come on.
1: That's yeah. Yeah. No, that's what that photo
0: you sent me last night. Yeah. Um, so she was just like, we were watching that her. last round and if she would have gotten one more birdie from Scotty Scheffler, she would have won the big prize, which was three grand U S in that contest. Um, so she was one birdie away from doing that. Um, or if he would have had one less stroke in the third round, he, she would have also nailed it. Um, but yeah, Good she was, her. she was freaking out watching it down the stretch because sure. she was so excited. I was excited for her. Like I've never won that much money on DFS. So for her to do it was unreal. That's a hell All of a that's- return.
2: That's incredible. And going into this masters, you know, like I, we, we, I, I, I do a lot of betting with, when it comes to golf. And the fact that I, I just you kick yourself that you didn't take the number one golfer in the world playing the best golf. He's won five or four now of six tournaments this year that he's played in. Um, you know, it's unbelievable the run that this guy's on, but you know, the fact that he was winning though, it kind of, Kind of made for not that much of an exciting Sunday. I'm not going to lie. The story, the stories that I liked around the Sunday that were exciting were not to do with Scotty Scheffler, you know, shooting a minus one to basically win it. uh, You know, when he was leading after Saturday, but did you know that Rory McIlroy shot a 64 on Sunday to tie the lowest final score of a master's and come in second. That's amazing. He started the day at plus one and ended it at minus seven to come in second.
0: It, like, it was quite the run. That was I mean.
2: the story of the day, you know, the chipping like And then holding out a bunker shot on 18 and just how jacked he was. And then Colin Morikawa to do it right after him. It was, yeah. that was the stuff that was exciting. Unfortunately, Scott Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler is like white wonder toast, you know, He's a white wonder bread. He just doesn't really, there's not a lot there, right? Like it's good.
0: Sure, but he's just a great golfer. Like that's all he is, right? <laughs> that's and he's all so he is. young. Like this guy's this guy could dominate the sport for a decade. I mean, he could also be like Jason Day, who just has like a really good career or whatever. But like Scotty Scheffler very well could be like the next superstar.
2: Why does he look like he's 40? Like, what the hell is going on with him? 25 years old guy looks like he's 40.
0: Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. It was weird. Um, but he's dominating. You're right. You sit down and you could have gotten him at like 10 to one to start the tournament. And it's like, boy, how did how did I why did I overlook Scotty Scheffler exactly? <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's doubly as, you know, hurtful when you're the biggest Cam Smith fan, as I've talked about on this podcast before, I love the guy. I love his personality, love everything about him. And watching him struggle yesterday was one of the harder things I've had to watch in golf because he just let that thing slip right away from him. You know, he's usually a killer in the fourth round and he's played great all week other than his 74 round, you know, his second round score of 74 was not, not great. But uh, he was still in contention, you know, when it came to Sunday. And man, he played bad and it was tough to watch.
0: So bad for that guy. Mm hmm. Uh, moving off the master stock, let's give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries. twigandberries.ca, promo code NATION15 gets you 15% off so you can up your wardrobe before the summer. Um, <laughs> Okay. I was hoping that Jay would hop on for 10 minutes, even though he told me he likely wouldn't be able to do the podcast today. Um, so I didn't want it to feel like we were burying any sort of lead. Did um, we try did hold on? Did we try to get a hold of him to tell him to do this right now? Do you want to text him and see if he has five minutes to hop on? I'll text him right now. Okay. You text him right now. And then instead of doing that, um, I know we talked Oilers off the jump. We talked Masters. How about the Blue Jays opening weekend bag milk?
1: I, you know what? I had a good time with it and I watched all three games yesterday. wasn't nearly as fun, but mm-hmm. game one, the opener. Oh my God. That was fucking exciting because what'd they go down? Six runs, seven runs.
0: Yeah. They were down seven, seven. To come
1: back and win just swinging big bats. And you know, I had a uh, Tyler. I know you had a really good betting day. I had a decent betting day. Uh, game two, I I won some money as well, so it's been fun to watch the Jays. They're swinging. They look and the thing that I noticed first of all, because I'm uh, Chalmers, I don't know if you know this this year, but I'm going to be a Jays blogger uh, for Jays Nation. Um, the thing I noticed is how much fun it looks like they're having
0: already. This team has a lot of fun. Like they know like they're Chapman good. Chapman hits and they have his fun
1: first. Like, Chapman hits his first home run yesterday, and the play the the the, the dugout went bananas for him. It was just they look like they're having so much fun. They look like they're such a tight knit group and it's going to be fun to watch them play the remaining 2,500 games they have left the season.
0: Mm-hmm. Only 159 more till we get to the playoffs. Um, I but,
2: really yeah. hope that they can get some fucking defense though. Like 10, eight, 12-6 like
0: four now, what's the, the deal second with game was four 3 I don't what's know
1: the deal what's with going the pitching on. pitching yesterday Tyler or so far is that just early season kind of this is kind of what happens or what's going on here?
0: Yeah, a lot of people are blaming it on the fact that it was a shortened spring training and it takes pitchers longer to get going longer to get going than hitters. So the hitters are feeling a little bit more fresh and the pitchers are just struggling along a little bit. Like there was a handful of like Ace quality pitchers who got lit up in their first start. So a lot of people are saying it's just an early season thing. Um, yeah, the J starters were not as good as advertised. Their bullpen held a minute in game one, but wasn't great in games two and three. But the guy who was good was Jordan Romano, the ca- the Canadian from Markham. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He's sick. And when they do that thing with their new video uh, board, when he comes into the game and everything goes dark, and then they just do the red maple leafs and he's coming out of the bullpen, that is like legendary stuff. I think it's so cool. But they're going to like be seeing fine. the
1: upgrades at the old Skydome. Or what's it called these days? Roger center.
0: When they hit a home run and they do the thing with the lights where they like turn them off and flicker them. I think that's so cool. <laughs> um, and like, can you imagine being a pitcher on the other team and like the Jays just took you yard again and you're sitting there as the lights fucking flicker and the crowd's going nuts? And you're like, are you kidding me right now?
1: The vibes at the at the old ballpark looked a lot of fun this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so
2: bag milk, I know I know that you said you're gonna be a blogger for the for Jays Nation, but so in the past, your level of um I guess paying attention to the blue Jays out of a year was what out of 10?
1: I watched about, I'd say I'd watch about 60 games last year and they came all in the, probably the last three months of the year, three and a half months of the year. So as they were kind of making their push, so watching them do that down the stretch last year, and then ultimately they missed out by a couple of games. um, That kind of got me really excited and interested to watch it more this year. And then I was talking to Coomzee, Was the editor over at Blue Jays Nation, I was like, would there be some space here just for like a very casual fan voice when it comes to baseball? Because like, it's fun to watch, but I'm not going to pretend I know the X's and O's of baseball as much as other people do, but it's just fun to watch. I bought myself a couple of jerseys last week. I love that. Bo Bichette came through with a big, uh, big home run for me in game two. So I'm looking (laughs) forward to it. But like I said, I watched about 60 games last year. I've already got three in the books this year. So game coming up at five o'clock today. I'm in for round four. I'm ready to go
2: five o'clock today starting starting the first series with the Yankees. It should be a good one.
1: What are we looking at for the Yankees here, Tyler?
0: Uh they will either score 30 runs in this series or they or they will score seven. Like they're just going to be a very hot and cold offense this year. Um they strike out a ton. Josh Donaldson struck out six times in 15 at bats, but they also have guys who hit two home runs in that opening series. So they are high power but they're also going to be high strikeouts. So that leads to them being incredibly volatile in short samples. Um, Their pitching is below average compared to the rest of the division, in my opinion, when Garrett Cole isn't on the bump. So the winnable games for Toronto is what I'd say here.
2: Somebody with more knowledge, somebody with more knowledge than I about the Blue Jays this season.
0: What's the jacket, the home run jacket? So they did it last year um, and that was like their home run celebration. A handful of teams around the league do something somewhat like this. San Diego's got a big home run chain and stuff like that. Just a way for them to have fun. When you hit a home run, you get the jacket on and it's a blue like suit coat. And on the back (laughs) is a patch of every country where someone on the team is from. So if there's a player on the team from a certain country, they get that patch on the jersey. So it's like their jacket of unity.
1: I like it. It's just like when I watch baseball, the first thing that I think about is how much fun it would be to be a baseball player because it just seems like those guys are fucking around in the dugout all the time. Like later in the year when it's dog days of summer and guys are putting, you know, gum and shit on each other's heads and lighting shoes on fire. Like I love that stuff. Oh, it's the
2: all time hangout sport
1: with your teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a baseball well, guy Chalmers or no?
2: Oh yeah. I love, I love baseball, but I don't, I do not, I used to play fantasy baseball and it was just too much, you know, like even the the weekly leagues where you set your lineup on a Sunday for the Monday and you know, you, you just, you don't have to really do much of it through the week. Um, I would follow it casually but to sit down and watch blue Jays games, I just simply with my kids sports and stuff, I don't have that much time. So we watch a lot of Jays in 30, we keep up with a lot of the stats, you know um, just, you know, watching the highlights. We're, we're a highlight family as of right now, but yeah, we're like, we're just starting my son's baseball season right now. And we are the blue Jays as well. So uh, you know, we're full of gear, but we just, we don't have as much time to spend watching that as we possibly could. But yeah, big baseball family. Cause we all play like, well, my sons play it and I coach it. So that's really, about the gist of it.
1: I'm really hoping this nation vacation to Toronto in August comes together because I've never been to an MLB game and I'd love to go. I think it'd be fun. Oh,
2: it is a riot. And there's a section. There's a there's a really good section uh, at Rogers where it's like $2 hot dogs and $2 Coors lights. But you have to pay a little bit more of a ticket price. It's in... Yeah, I guess it would be in left field. Uh, and that's where we sat with my family and like right over the ledge is the bullpen for the other team. So it's, it's atmosphere over there. And you know, if a guy pulls a home run, it's most likely coming to you. So yeah, it was, it's, it's a great place to sit. That should be the place where you we look for
0: tickets.
1: See Tyler, you can pick up F1 as another casual sport. I picked up both baseball and F1 this year. I've, I've got year. load, loading <laughs> up on
0: casual sports here. Fair enough. Fair.
2: Okay. Enough. So the, me- the message I just got back from JR was, We are in the process of being discharged. So let's Uh, spoil it.
0: Uh, Our fearless leader and our CEO, Jay Downton, welcomed a beautiful baby girl to the world on the weekend.
1: Now, since we are a betting podcast, Mm -hmm. you knew we were putting some bets down on this. (laughs) You knew we would. You knew it. And drumroll. I was out early. I was out way early. I was on April 3rd. Jay yes. Downton, he was expecting March 31st.
2: Tyler, he was hopeful for March
1: 31st. Yeah, cuz then he could have gone to uh, maybe, well, maybe could have gone the past to go to Nashville with the boys this yes. week. Tyler, you were April 22nd, you were late. Juaney ah. was April 15th, late the winner of the real life baby pool. Christopher Chalmers, April yeah. 10th. Dead April 10th. nailed it.
2: Dead nailed the date and the time I said was
1: 1222 p.m.
2: I will tell you when I got my message from him. I got a message from him at 134
1: p.m. So you must have been meeting, right in the mix.
2: Uh, right on the right right in the mix. I don't know what time because he's obviously been busy. I don't want to bug him with all the particulars. We do, however, know that he had a seven pound baby girl. Named Crawford Jones Downton, and that she is healthy. Mom is healthy. Mom did great. Apparently, it all went very, very smooth. And JR's on cloud nine, and he's about to leave the hospital right now. Basically, from what I it's such a it's such a trip. Cause what I remember is like you're sitting in that hospital room for one day, you have all these nurses coming to give you a hand. They basically say, Okay, the ears are working, the eyes are working, it's pooped, it's coughed here's your baby, get the fuck out of here and and good luck. And you're like, wait a minute. So
1: that's what I was going to ask you, Chalmers. What is, so Jay's being discharged now. What do you, what is this drive home from the hospital? Like
2: it, it, the whole world looks different, man. And I know that I'm being like hyperbolic here, but it is so true. Anybody that's done it, you are, you drive out of there. It feels like you're on a vacation because time does not matter. It does not doesn't matter if it's noon. It doesn't matter if it's six o'clock in the afternoon. It's just a period of time in the day. Nothing else matters. You know, you have no other obligations. Um, every, it feels different. You're, you're driving out of there and life has changed, you know, in the biggest way it possibly can. And, you are now mad at every other driver on the road for going one (laughs) kilometer over. And if they change lanes without signaling, you want to kill them and you just want to get home as fast as fucking possible because driving is so stressful. It goes away, but it's the very first time Mm -hmm. it never feels like that again. Even two days later, if you decide you're going to leave and go, to your, the grandparents and like hang out or you're going to take the baby out. Like some people like to stay home for maybe a week or two. I mean, we were pretty quick to get out of the house. Um, it doesn't feel like that ever again. Right. It's just, you, you kind of, it kind of goes away, but that first time pulling out of the hospital, you are like, it's like the first time you've ever driven. You're scared. You're like legit nervous.
1: <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Oh, it's, say, it's, is it's, it's true. Real it's stressful. true.
2: And any, anybody that says it isn't, I don't know. I want to find out from them why, Uh, But I know for everybody I've ever talked to, because it's just one of those things. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling. So junior has got one hell of a week coming up because nothing is ever going to be the same in that house.
1: So if you're uh, if you're out and about here in Edmonton and you see the nation truck crawling,
0: (laughs) there's a fresh baby on board. Uh, So he sent me a picture of uh, of baby Crawford. And if I zoom in, there is the time of birth. April 10th, 2022 at 1140.
1: Oh, Chalmers, you were right there. Right there. What? Okay, say that again. 1140. 1140. My God, I was like 42 minutes away. You were right there.
0: That's an Unbelievable. impressive prediction.
2: That is okay, but prediction. let's, you know what? Let's, let's not just sit here in grandstand. I also said it was going to be a boy and it was a girl.
1: Hey, that's a clip.
2: Truth be told, this is an embarrassing moment between me and Jr. But when he's he just sent me a picture of the baby and the name Crawford Jones Downton, and my message to him was, F right, "Fucking rights, you got yourself your boy. Let's go." And he's yeah. like, "No, it's a girl." And I was like, "Of course it is. My bad. <laughs> Shit." <laughs> but uh, that is hey, funny. anyways, CJ Crawford, I Crawford nailed it. Crawford,
0: I, okay, I nailed it. I agree.
1: Did we die here?
0: Oh, Am I bet. frozen? No, you're frozen. frozen. I can still hear you though. Um, you were talking about how Jay wanted to uh, get on the nation vacation in Nashville potentially. It's obviously not happening for him. Um, but I got my COVID test back and I'm negative, which is huge. Um, and I'm ready to go. So tomorrow I will be leaving with the crew and we are going to Nashville. Shout out to new West travel for putting this all together for us. We got a plane with Oilers fans. It's going to be a ton of fun going out on this trip. Um, and I'm just super jazzed. Like I've never, have you ever been to Nashville Charles? I have never been. And I've, I've had two trips in the past two years
2: to Nashville that were canceled due to circumstances out of my control. Ah. So I, yeah, it's upsetting to say the least. Um, but What's so you guys are obviously leaving tomorrow, Tuesday. You spend the day Wednesday, hockey game Thursday, and then home Friday.
0: No. So we get there tomorrow in the afternoon. Um, we have a watch party that evening at a bar by our hotel where the for bar the game. Yeah. Yeah. The bar has promised us drink specials, food specials, and that they will have the Oilers game on for us. Um, and then Wednesday is a free day in Nashville where we're just cruising around. I think I'm going to do Tyler tries a hot chicken sandwich um, and, and put that out there for some content. Thursday is game day um, for the Edmonton Oilers. So obviously we're going Friday's another free day. And then we fly back Saturday. So it's a long nation. This is definitely the longest nation vacation ever.
1: That oh, a very so you guys long one. so you guys are flying
2: during the uh the Golden Knights Oilers game, which is a two PM start on Saturday.
0: Huh? Well, so our itinerary, assuming the itinerary I was sent was correct, was uh Saturday, April 16th. We actually don't fly out until 8 30 at night. Oh, so we also, watch party. Yeah, we also have all day Saturday to like watch Oilers Golden Knights. So unless this is off by a day, but I don't think it is. Um, Again, I'm going on the trip and I don't really know. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be a long one. I was uh, looking because the weather there is going to be pretty good. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday, it's going to rain. But Thursday, Friday, even Saturday are all going to be nice. So I'm debating if I want to try golf while I'm down there and like sneak away from the group and go play 18 at some course and like rent clubs and stuff. Um, But it's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to have a good time in Nashville.
2: How many people are um, on the, on the the confirmed sheet going?
0: Uh, Like from the company or just like people from in total, how many uh, people was the next vacation? I think it's around 30. I think that's the number one. Um, So it should be good. Uh, From the company, it's myself, Waz, Kennedy, Rick, Jared, and Dan. So we got a nice, solid crew going out. I need to, when we're done this podcast, I start packing up gear so that I can record podcasts while I'm down there and do daily shows and all that stuff. But it'll be nice, you know, warm weather, all that stuff, hockey in a different city. That's fun.
1: I'm jealous. I'm I'm sad. I'm not going. I am You guys sad are gonna going to have a great too. time, and you guys are going to make a lot of content. It was just a this was it was just a weird timing on this one that I couldn't make it. But I'll be back. I'll be back for the next one.
0: Next one could potentially be Toronto this summer. After that, I think we're definitely doing Vegas next year, right? There's no way we 100%. don't do a Vegas. And I would imagine no if way. this Nashville one is fun and I would imagine it is, uh, we're probably doing <laughs> another Nashville next year. Um, so it will yeah, be good when like, things get more opened up as well um, for us to like really go crazy next year.
1: Yeah. This one was especially a bummer because I was bugging Jay to go to Nashville for two years. Now I don't even, now I'm not even on. <laughs> now trip, you don't even get to go. Way she goes. Somebody's got to man, the four Chalmers, you know? I understand these fucking, these fucking kids going to party. I'm just jealous, Tyler. You know, it's <laughs> I know.
0: true. I know. Ah, uh, it'll be a, uh, it'll be a good time here and a big well, I wanna, set of I
2: up. I want to tell you about something that we did this weekend, which was yep. pretty sick. So I've told you that my, uh, my younger son is on a uh, spring hockey team. That's um, quite intense four times a week, but they play uh, three tournaments during the year. And one of the tournaments was this weekend and it was, Held And another tournament is going to be held at the same spot, but just our two games on Sunday were played at West Edmonton mall. And that was a lot of fun. So the very first game was 8am. So we got to be there at like seven. So you're rolling into the mall. Everything's dark, except the music's on. It's uh, the only thing lit up is the ice rink, like just a super cool feeling walking in there, going down into the basement kids get ready. They come out and play. And as they're playing stores are starting to open up and people are starting to gather, but still like, it's a really, you know, double decker arena. You could just think like, you know, there's a Tim Hortons up there and people are stopping to watch. So they loved it. But the second game was at four thirty on Sunday in the middle, basically of like when the mall is as busy as it ever is, it was incredible the amount of people that stopped to just watch the game at one point I looked up around the whole perimeter of the upper floor and there was, there was no elbow room. There were just people watching this game, a bunch of nine-year-olds and it was intense. It went five, four, they scored with 1.4 seconds left to tie the game. And then, and then we just, because we, 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 you know, like there's a there's another ice time scheduled and we'd already gone long. We did not have time to play OT. So we just ended in a tie, which was, you know, it's kind of a precursor to the tournament. That was, that's really important. That's coming up in a week, but man, these nine-year-olds, they got to feel what it felt like to play in a building where legit people were cheering up on the top rows that they had no investment in the team. It was that's a fun. really, really cool experience for them. Yeah. It was a lot of fun.
1: I think that's always cool when kids get to play there. It's just such a weird, cool spot to play. And like you said, you got people hanging out at the ice level, watching around or upstairs, downstairs. It's a good vibe. I like that.
2: Yeah, it is a good vibe. And so like the tournament that they're going to be playing in, um, at the mall, just trying to look to see what it is. But I think it's called, I think it's called the crusher cup or something. I don't know. Stay tuned. I will tell people because if you're hopping by the mall on that weekend, you watch some pretty good nine-year-old hockey and just it's, it's so much fun. Like it's so, it's, it's pretty intense. And the kids absolutely love it. So.
1: I thought about you yesterday, Chalmers, cause I got my first slurpee of the season in me yesterday. Whoa!
2: Oh my God. Have you been going to, so where'd you get it from? Our spot. Okay. So did you get the cup?
1: No, I, I didn't get a, a, no, no.
2: So right now they have these uh, NHL cups and they did them last year. And they're basically just like, They're just like memorable, like they're plastic cups. They're cups you keep, and my we, me and my kids have so many of these cups now. It is ridiculous, (laughs) but they're very cool. They have all the all the NHL logos on them, Western Conference and stuff. And so, yeah, we've been getting lots of Slurpees. Um, But our spot, good flavors still, all of them. Lots of good
1: flavors in there. Always good, nice selection. Glad you told me about it. It's been an upgrade of where I used to go. Yep, and I feel like it's very important that uh, that they maintain because we're heading <laughs> into the season.
2: It is. It is. Well, that's good stuff.
1: My guy, though, last night, he did not have any mediums out, so I had to size up, even though that wasn't what I was prepared for. So I was on a massive sugar high. If you remember this a couple of months ago, a large Slurpee has got a lot of sugar in it.
2: Well, that's why there was no mediums because their mediums are those cups. They must have been sold out.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, sold out. Oh, boy. where she goes. where she goes. I'm right, in. Slurpee
0: season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh good. uh you got any ball tournaments this year, Chalmers? You going anywhere cool for baseball? Oh, hell
2: yeah. Yeah, there's like three. There's the old Doc Plotsky, which yes, we always sir. Which, which we yeah, which we're going to be going to. We don't have our schedule out quite yet. We're still practicing in the gym right now. We practice over at FX School, which has um the three gyms in it. One of them has a batting cage that drops down and we just do, you know, some drills on the on the hardwood floor there. Uh, still can work on your grounders, still can work on your, your throws to first, you know, a lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of technical stuff that we're working on. The diamonds aren't quite ready yet. It is too cold. They're not letting us go. We were supposed to have our cleanup, the diamond day this weekend over at Collingwood, where we all take rakes and garbage bags. Um, so we don't have our schedule out yet, but yeah, we're going to have the three tournaments and then provincials. And then, you know, it's a matter of any other tournament we're going to go to. I mean, I'm sure we'll be back in Okotoks again, but yeah, there's uh there's going to be some good ones. It's I'm really really looking forward to the season. We have a killer squad this year. Like I can tell just from the first couple practices that these kids are grounding and throwing in mid-season form right now. I'm very excited for how they're going to perform cuz you know, there there's a tight-knit group there and they're all they're all performing at a very high level already, so that's good. Love it. I love yeah. It. I love it too. It's my favorite. I cannot talk to people about baseball enough and like just coaching and just like being out there on Monday and Wednesday nights, just yeah. under the sun with a, bag, a pocket full of spits, just watching these, you know, they're not intense practices. They're just, they're just grounding What's your spit? and hitting and
1: What's your oh, spit flavor? seasoned.
2: I'm a seasoned man. And you yeah,
1: can, me it's hard to find those
2: things right now. Yeah. Like, that I don't know. So I, I researched it the other day. I was like, why can't I find season spits anywhere? So I, I, I Googled <laughs> season spits shortage. And it turns out that like a year and a half ago, the spits plant in Alberta closed down and they're producing them somewhere else now. And that oh, is no. causing us to not have enough. Yeah. So I like, and I eat bags of these things. And so it was
1: uh... Tyler, have you noticed this same uh, effect with your pumpkin seeds?
0: Uh, actually? Yeah. The last two times I've gone to the gas station, I've been like, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to run and grab some pumpkin seeds. And they haven't had any. So it's affecting that too.
1: We have got a seed shortage. This is not good.
0: No,
2: not going into summer. <laughs> and with this weather, <laughs> I need to know that my summer is not going to get messed up by seed shortages. Yeah. Bad weather. I'm sick of this. I walked out of my house today and I was legitimately freezing. I was so yeah. dis- like depressed.
1: I Not took happy. my dog out this morning and it was like a slap to the face cuz I went out with a t-shirt on. I did I wasn't I wasn't prepared for minus 9 or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, it was it was disgusting.
1: It's rude, Tyler.
0: Yeah. Not good. It sucks when you get the teaser as well. Like it was so nice for a few days last week and then it's going to go back to shit. Ah, ah, I'm over it. Um, all right. (laughs) We are going to work towards wrapping this bad boy up. Um, Big week of Oilers games. I'll be live in Nashville for the episode on Thursday. And then we'll have ONR live from Nashville as well. Two pregame shows, I believe. Both going to be from Nashville too. So a ton of really, really cool uh, Nashville content coming up. Um, I'm jealous. Yeah, I am.
1: I got to admit it. Once, now that the trip's coming this week, I'm I'm, I'm feeling hurt.
0: I... Uh, I Before we go, first off, got to give some love to uh, the DoorDash promo code. Promo code RUNDOWNDD gets you 25% off. No delivery fees. Courtesy of our friends at DoorDash. Ding dong. Um, Use it to order Oodle Noodle. Why not? Also, PointsBet live in Ontario. So if you're in Ontario and you're listening to this podcast and you want to maybe throw some money on the Oilers, maybe you want to throw some money on Toronto Blue Jays to win and Alec Manoa to record five-plus strikeouts using their same-game parlay builder, eh? maybe head over to PointsBet Canada and check it out. Can't wait for them to to be available in Alberta because that's going to be great. But uh, yeah, there you go. I think that's going to be a wrap for our pod. Just the three of us today. It was nice. It was. Congratulations it was nice.
1: to Chalmers on his big pool win. And congratulations <laughs> yeah. to Jay for making that happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to Chalmers on the birth of Jay's child. Uh, Thanks, Sarah. Yeah.
1: I can't. I cannot wait to see how he shows up for the pod on
2: Thursday. If he's just like, oh, I don't know. Uh, so well, a lot of those fucks going on.
1: let me ask you that Chalmers. How was this first couple of days? Like I imagine a newborn baby sleeps like six minutes total. Yes.
2: It all depends. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even six minutes. They'll sleep. They'll sleep quite a bit, but it's not prolonged sleeps. Like it's, it's these like one and a half to two hour sleeps, then like a feeding and then maybe like another hour and a half to two hours and then like a changing. And that goes on all day for like, the first month. <laughs> so it's not, a, it's, it's, it's about balance. If they can, if they can come up with a nice system um, in the first week, then they should be able to figure it out. But you know, that's, that's what it is. The first couple of days, the first three, four days, it's about devising a, a system. It's about like literally writing down every time they wake up and what they wake up for writing down, you know, the exact time, how long they stay up. Because if you have that data after like two, three days, you can understand what's to come because they just do the same shit for like the first, like I said, almost a month. Right. And so you'll know when like, obviously for a feeding, JR is not going to be able to do anything for that. So there is zero point to him getting up. When he hears that, like if he knows this is going to be a feeding one, don't get up. I know you think you're helping. You are not. You know what I mean? Do the changings. Do the gas. Do the the things that aren't defeating. Those are the things you can do. But unless if you me, think that
1: you... Let me innovate some kind of meet the parents style male feeder thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like Robert De Niro example. had.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we can work this out. We've got the technology. Oh, by the way, Chalmers, since before you continue on, uh, we've also created more jobs for you at Nation HQ, right, Tyler?
0: What'd you guys do? Oh, we uh, need another TV mounted in the podcast studio. Okay. And so w- when we have this TV mounted, like right now, I have to look off to the side to see you guys. But once the TV's yes. mounted, I can just look here and see you guys.
2: Oh, so that was have. in the works. I mean, that had been yeah. there. That just wasn't, I, I don't think, priority. No. Level high. Let's put it that way. No, so. no, 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 no. But it, it's 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 priority level high now. So okay, well, uh, you know, um, if J. I R. thought that, it,
1: well, I thought that the lessons you taught Tyler when you hung on those other TVs meant that he was going to do it solo, but that was not the case. Not, at least mean, not this time.
2: That's wishful thinking, don't you think?
1: <laughs> I would have liked to see it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I would have. Although
1: it's not my walls, though, admittedly.
2: Well, let's put it this way. We will, uh, we'll try to get down there and do it as quick as possible. I would like to, I'd like to come back in the studio, man. I don't like, I don't like being away from you guys. I like doing it in there. It's more fun.
1: It is way more fun. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, But spring's busy. Spring's busy. Construction sucks. Fair enough. Any, any, uh, just to wrap off before we end off Tyler, any spring homekeeping tips, Chalmers that we should be aware of as the, as, as, Mm. as we go into spring.
2: No, I mean right now it's mostly about depending on the year of your house, making sure that your sump pump is 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 functioning. Uh, you know, we'll probably end up getting some April showers, which um which we always do. And you want to make sure that your sump pump is active and working so that you don't get yourself a little flood in the basement. Everybody should always be prepared the first mm-hmm. time they use their hose bib in the spring to just make sure that they did not leave a hose on it or didn't know that they did and maybe have a little rupture in their frost free hose bib. Um, so the very first time you run it, just maybe run it for 20 minutes and then go check the carpet in the basement underneath exactly where it is. That could be a telltale sign that you have a little rupture. Don't just go put the sprinkler on for the first time and then leave it and go to the uh, Home Depot for soil for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that could be a mess. Uh, the other things are just, if you are using your hoses right now, realize that it is still freezing at night. Um, we are not out of it yet. So still be aware of that. Get them, get them loosened, get them taken off of your hose bib to release the pressure. Other than that for spring, I don't have much more stuff. I mean, change your, change your furnace filters. That's a a huge one. Change your furnace filters. Humidity is going to be going up. It's never usually that humid during the winter. It's very dry. Um, you could probably turn the humidity in your house down a little bit, but you still want it to be around 30% for, for your hardwood and any other woods. And basically just for your, for your good nose health, as we've discussed prior, mm-hmm. prior you know. Important. Yeah, but but um, you know, th- this is the time when a lot of dust comes into your house and even though you can't see it it is getting sucked into your furnace and it is creating a uh, blockage in that furnace filter and you're going to I know you're not going to be running your furnace as much in the next month or two as you have been in the month prior but uh you still want to keep the furnace healthy so changing out your filter is the least expect, at least expensive uh, most effective way to you know have it running properly.
1: There you go. Yeah. A yeah. couple of springtime tips for you, Tyler.
0: There you go. I'm not a homeowner yet, but <laughs> he's like, I don't give a shit. Nope. <laughs> when I am a homeowner, I will pay more attention to that segment <laughs> yeah. or I will wish I paid more attention to it now. No, I got the gist of it. I was also just dealing with Nashville stuff. So, uh, okay, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, shout out to all of our sponsors. The HGA Group, DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Points Bet Canada, and twigandberries.ca Go Blue Jays. Big game, big series. Go Oilers. Big week for the Oilers. Because if you run through this week, you're getting real close to clinching up that playoff spot. So let's hope they can get that done. As always, we'll have you covered on Thursday. We'll break it all down. Congratulations I to l- Jay Downton.
1: And Tyler, you got uh, two weeks to watch some F1. No race this weekend, so... Next one's coming up on the 24th.
0: There you have it. That's going to do it for episode 368 of the Real Life Podcast. It was a big sports episode. Talk Thursday.
2: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a
1: follow on Twitter and Instagram. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.